1300 01 the open line number. I hope everyone's having a wonderful Monday morning. Julian King of the Chair for Matty White this week and next week. Spart, hello to you, Spartacus. Uh, fair to say, Eddie has put the FU in the JRFU. Very clever. <laughs> uh, Reptili, hello, Shagam. No more Eddie chat. I've zero time for abusive lies. He flat out lied. He's a freckle. Tell us what you really think, Reptile. Uh, there will be a little more Eddie chat because Tommy Decent's coming up. And I guarantee, I promise you, I'll make this heartfelt promise right now, Reptile. Is that I'll talk to Tommy Decent. We'll see once it's made official on Wednesday, then we won't talk Eddie ever again. How about that? You okay with that? And uh, this one, hi, a new listener here. I keep hearing two different text numbers, which is correct, 0467 or 0457. Well, 0457 is correct. And I hope that's the one you punched in because you've reached me, John. So thank you and great to have you on board. That text number again, 0457 736 736. Well, things are hotting up. There's something exciting, isn't it, about the build-up of the first test of the summer. It's over in Perth. We're not normally used to that. And now the Perth fans, they didn't exactly show up last year against the West Indies. And now they've got Justin Langer, the former coach, to come out and implore them to show up and back this Australian team. Either way, I just want to see some cricket played. We only saw 6.5 overs played at Cardinia Park last night, and the man left twiddling his thumbs as part of the commentary team was Bryce McGain. He's on the line right now. Morning, mate. G'day, Julian. Left twiddling my thumbs. Yeah, I was a bit bewildered, uh, but we went out there, and it was immediate. We could see that uh, water had got under the covers, and uh, at, at that level, that was really disappointing, to be perfectly honest. Yeah, so, so just take us through it. So you and Johnny were there, and you sort of got a sight from the box, and you thought, okay, something doesn't look right here. When did words start to filter through that there would be an issue? No, look, we, we got down pretty early uh, to Geelong and uh, went out into the middle, and uh, it was completely evident. Um, a lot of the, the players and coaching staff were, were walking around. David Saker, coach of the Renegades, Adam Boges as well, was walking around the wicket and looking a bit befuddled. So... You know, having a closer look um, and a chat to those guys, uh, it was completely evident that it was really soft. They put a lot of grass cuttings on top, dried grass, I suppose, to roll that in and try and absorb a lot of the moisture that had got under the covers. But uh, yeah, it was it was evident. I, I wasn't sure they would be able to get a start. To be perfectly honest, mm. I was really surprised to see them out there. Um, but it became completely evident when when the bowler with a bit more of an angle into the wicket, like. Uh, Will Sutherland started the ball and it was doing all sorts of abnormal things, bouncing and popping and things like that. It became pretty yeah. dangerous. A lot of the players were pretty evident that going, this could be um, a bit of a minefield, and it certainly was that. Yeah, and it looked like it was going to get progressively worse too. That's a thing. You saw Josh Inglis's reaction, but even that one that you know that was taken high by DeCock, I think, with the gloves, and Quentin just looked and go, okay, this isn't right. So both sides saw, okay, this is unplayable. And well done to try and sort of get on the park and and get a game going because, you know, they've worked hard, haven't they, there in Geelong to sort of become a, a, a international standard cricket venue. And this is just a real shame for the six odd thousand that showed up. Yeah, Julian, it's a fantastic venue, uh, obviously used uh, for the Geelong Cats uh, during the... Uh, the, the football months um, and it's been a successful they've just built it up in stages and uh, they're just completing the final stage to the, the, the stands that have gone around it's an absolutely fantastic fantastic boutique stadium um, the, the lights are outstanding they played some World Cup games last year in the T20 World Cup games their qualifiers and it was just fantastic I was lucky enough to call those and it's just a superb venue. Um, what happens in January is that the surf coast in Victoria has a lot of holiday makers down there. We spend most of January down there in the warm summer months, the surf beaches. 
But uh, when they fixture a big bash game at that time of year, a lot of the, that crowd comes up, the holiday makers, the kids, all that, and they do get bigger crowds. But at this time of year, it's just a, it's just maybe Geelong and a few of those supporters coming down from Melbourne. But, uh, yeah, um, the, the 6-odd thousand were pretty disappointed mm. in the end. Um, thankfully, it wasn't more because, you know, even just walking out um, as I left the ground and a lot of the families were out there and we were just discussing, they were unaware of just the condition of the pitch. They, they couldn't tell what was going on. And they said, yeah. well, what was going on? The ball looked fine. And, the, you know, they were playing and then suddenly they stopped. So um, maybe that communication, you know, to those fans um, as to what was happening um, could have been a bit better as well. And all of those fans are rightly going to get a refund as well. You know, the late great Shane Warne, Bryce, always said, if it seems, it spins. I'm thinking, how would you have landed a leggies or landed your leggies on a pitch like that last night? Yeah, it certainly would have uh, spun as well. Um, <laughs> I guess the, the patch that had, the, the water that had gone across it, so it's like a bit of a river down one side and then right across a good mm-hmm. length for a fastball. It's probably a bit short for the spinner. Um, but, uh, yeah, look, it, it, it was just one of those things. Um, what I did notice, though, the cover itself looked to be, because it was only a one-drop-in wicket, it's not usually a venue that has a, cri- a, a cricket square across it like the SCG. It just has one drop-in wicket for this one game. Um, and it, it, the cover just didn't seem adequate. Now, I don't know whether they had a bigger cover that they used it um, because it rained all day Saturday leading into it. I don't know whether they had a bigger cover, but nothing could be sighted on the boundary on any you know, groundsman's cart or anything like that. So it looked like just the, that that cover that they used was just a bit inadequate. Yeah, disappointing, isn't it? And we saw similar scenes at Marnock arrival on Saturday at the conclusion of that PM's 11 and Pakistan game. It was going to be a draw anyway, of course, and I think maybe the the visitors weren't too displeased. They could potentially hop a plane early and, and head over to Perth and prepare for the first test. But again, it's these things seem really elementary, and I know they had a few... Uh, you know, wild and woolly conditions overnight, but, you know, for those that showed up this morning or that morning expecting play and maybe see Renshaw piling a few more runs, they didn't get it. Just a quick word on Renshaw. I know David Warner's still playing and we expect him to see out the summer, but, you know, is it too early to say that he's the front runner to replace David? Well, he's doing everything you can. Making 100 for Australia A is exactly what you need to do, keep the, um, the Pakistani bowling attack out there for longer. Um, it was pretty slow going. No one really mm. took the, uh, you know, it took the attack to them. They, they were pretty measured in the way that they went about it. Uh, but, you know, credit to him. He's uh, made some runs there. Bancroft and, um, and Harris look pretty good as well. So, look, I, I think it'll just play its way out. I don't think they can... Really, I don't think the selectors can make a bad decision. Whatever way they go, I think they're all capable. Um, and the more runs they score, well, the more more they build their own case. Yeah, that's interesting. I spoke to Alex Doolan on the weekend, and he's all for picking a specialist opener. Of course, the other school of thought there, Bryce, is, well, do you pick somebody that would complement a Kawaja, that bats in a similar, or at a similar pace to David Warner, with a, a strike rate sort of 70 to 80, in which case does that bring somebody like a Mitch Marsh into the picture? Yeah, or even Travis Head, who's um, who's done it in the subcontinent. Um, yeah, look, it, it it does give them a lot of options. Uh, there's a lot of batting depth. Um, they've got a couple of really, really good all-rounders uh, from WA, Mitch Marsh and, and Cameron Green. And does it allow them to, to have some flexibility with their bowling attack? Because both those guys are pretty capable, um, you know, with the ball as well. So maybe it allows them to ease out one of the fast bowlers as well. But obviously, you know, with, with Dave Warner, 
heading there. They've got lots of options. And the one thing I do want to say, Julian, is that domestic cricket is still really strong. It is a great grounding board um, and an environment. The Sheffield Shield is producing really good players. As much as we worry about it a little bit, oh, who's going to replace Dave Warner? The next guy will, and they'll be good enough because they've been prepared in the right way. Shield cricket's still pretty strong. It is. Uh, before we let you go, Mitch Johnson says maybe it's a perfect time to, to blood a Lance Morris on his home track. He's a bit concerned about this ageing Australian side. Andrew McDonald said, well, you know, given this, the World Test Championship cycle in particular, you always pick your best 11. We're not in the, the position to gift baggy greens. And the other thing too, I mean, you, you're not going to break up that triumvirate of, of Stark, Cummins and Hazelwood unless one of them's injured. You know, I'm of the school of thought, Bryce. Well, you know, his time will come, Lance Morris. Uh, bide your time. Yeah, exactly. Um, and and it, it does have a real purpose now, the test matches. It's not just about winning the series right under your nose. There is a longer game, and that is the World Test Championship. Australia won that earlier uh, this year, and they want to continue to do that and, and create a real dynasty. Uh, I, I think they're, they're doing that with the management of their players as well. And as much as, you know, their modern words, are, oh, we're managing this player or we're resting them now and those sort of things, they... What they want to do is just ensure that these players are at their absolute best when they go and represent Australia. That's the priority. It's not about maybe playing a big bash game where Nathan Lyon missed out for the Sixers the other night. It's about, no, no, we need the Australian players at their absolute 100% when they go out for Australia. Now, sometimes the fast bowlers aren't going to be that. They might be a bit stiff and sore, back-to-back test, etc. But they want to manage that. They don't want people losing lots of time out. Now, I think the players are really embracing this now because the communication's a lot clearer, Julian. I think they're, they're truly understanding and trusting that. Usman Khawaja's come out in, in the last week and just said, you know, previously, I, I wouldn't have been continuing. Um, but the management yeah. of this, I can have a break, I can rest out of shield games because I just mentally need to refresh. I am now able to go in fully energised to give my absolute best. It is... It is um, extending the careers of these players. Um, they have a true understanding. And I think it's working really well. Just keep that communication up where the players sit rather than just calling them managed. Explain that they're utterly exhausted and they need a break because um, it is a very mentally taxing game. Hey, club cricketers know that too. So uh, yes. it can really test your mind um, and it's played above the shoulders. So um, thankfully, we're on top of this, I think, from an Australian selection and the coach's perspective. Yeah, well said. Uh, always good to get your thoughts. Thank you, Bryce. We'll speak soon. Yeah, good on you, Julian. Have a ripper day, mate. And you. There he is, uh, Bryce Begain, 0457 736 736. Breaking back with more.